Hello and welcome to the podcast that explores the inner workings of the Heartlands Entertainment Industries. I am Brian. Oh, and I'm Lauren. <laughs> We're at day three of Dead Center Film Festival. We are hanging in there, buddy. We're here. How you feeling? You know, with some coffee and just more coffee, I'm, I'm doing well. Yeah, they strategically placed us right next to the Starbucks, so... It's beautiful. Thank God for that. For sure. It's the best. Starbucks coffee. Mm. <laughs> so, it is day three. Um, my gosh, what all, so far we've gotten to see Jurassic Games, we've seen some Femme Fatale shorts. Yeah. You saw I a got, short this morning. Yeah, I just got out of the comedy shorts, which I'm hoping that we can get somebody from uh, a couple of those comedy shorts to talk to us, because oh, I've, got, I've got questions. I got questions. <laughs> but um, today we are, what, we, what all do we have on the docket here? Oh, there's so much going on today. So, let's see, we definitely want... There's some excellent panel information to include yours truly, Brian, at three. No big Doing deal. Doing a panel on sound. Sound expert stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to have pyrotechnics for my panel just to make it interesting. Yeah, the Oki uh, mediums and the Femme Fatales and Femme Fatales are showing again. And yeah. the Oki mediums uh, are going to have Kyle Roberts' short film, The Grave. Also I've heard a lot about that. Jacob's novel from last night. Yeah. And then uh, Adam Hampton from Jurassic Games. And a lot of good people. A lot of great local actors yeah. in that one. Um, let's see. And of course, the Oki Shorts tonight. That's something to look forward to. At eight. And if you, well, if you're listening to this, then you've probably already missed everything uh, for the day of Saturday. But you can go see the Oki Shorts again on Sunday. Sunday yeah. What time? Oki Shorts, 3 30. Okie Shorts at 3.30 at Harkins Theater. Is that right? Yes. Harkins? Okay, yeah. On Sweet. Sunday. Awesome. And You People is on Sunday as well. What? What and do Harkins? you mean? And Harkins. You could just plant at Harkins and see the Okie Mediums, Okie Shorts, Okie Basically, You People. You know, I was kind of thinking Purple today. Dreams. I wonder how many people have been like, you know, they're coming out of Deadpool 2 and they're like, <laughs> what's, what's going on over here? And they just kind of, Wondering. they become those people that just kind of float in. Well, that's kind of the hope, right? We just want people to see it. <laughs> just Yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> Welcome to the film festival. That's our hope for all of the Dead Center viewers is that none of them have bought passes. Oh, yeah. They're just accidentally <laughs> in the theater because they, they went into the wrong room. Yeah. <laughs> I, I paid to go see a Hotel Artemis, and, but these Oki shorts are great. <laughs> What would be really funny is if they're actually watching it, not realizing they're not watching their Deadpool. Yeah, like, they're oh. like, you know, I don't know how, I didn't know the Oklahomans had that kind of budget to get Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, but I'm very impressed. Very impressed. It definitely looked like a grassroots effort. <laughs> oh, that would be <laughs> Oh, Harkins. Uh, uh, how long have you been awake since? Six in the morning. I have uh, a baby, that's what happens. Yeah, So you're on that baby schedule. I'm on his schedule, yeah. See, I have no room to complain at all. Because I roll in, I'm like, oh, God, I'm so tired. <laughs> I slept till like, 11. <laughs> oh, I'm exhausted. I wouldn't know what that's like. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I'm a pansy. That's what it is. Hey, we're all pansies. And then, you you know, life throws you curves and right. things happen. There's pansies and then there's, there's moms who... <laughs> 
can never be called pansies ever. Yeah, yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll kick your ass. This yeah, you lose, <laughs> you lose that privilege yes. to be called a pansy. <laughs> and, I, and I don't miss it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Now we're just rambling. Yeah. All right. So we got some really great interviews coming up. So stay tuned. All right. So we are here with director Brian Loss, a local favorite of mine. And uh, tell us about your short film that, that played in the kids' shorts, but is going to be playing in Oki Shorts. Sunday at 3.30. Yes, that's right. It's playing at eight, Saturday at 8 p.m. and Sunday at 3.30. Um, uh, the, it's called Rock, Paper, Scissors. Uh, and the quickest way to explain, I've called it, um, it's more or less a live-action Pixar short. It's what it feels like. It's kind that's of the awesome. tone and the style. So, um, And the, the, the hook is it's a boy and girl at a stoplight, and they're trying to get each other's number before the light turns green. That's, that's freaking adorable. I know. I'm excited. One thing I'm curious about, because your your short film last year was very not this. Like, this is kind of like a sure. children's short film. It's, like, really, really sweet. And last yeah. year was, like, dead serious. Sure. <laughs> so what made you decide to go from, you know, a short about, you know, kind of a... How would you describe it? Uh, last Tempo. year was probably, like, a neo-noir thriller. Yeah. Um, just so what made you do the jump from from super dark to like really fun kid movie. Well, you know, I see short films as a great opportunity to practice good storytelling. And the, the idea for Rock, Paper, Scissors really started with like recognizing that um, so often so much energy and time is put into uh, production value for a film. And I, I would so often be like, man, I, in my own stuff or watching, you know, other stuff at festivals, I'd be like, there seems like that story could have cooked a little bit longer and been stronger. So I was like, what, how can I kind of set myself up for the strongest story? So my constraints were, I'd like to tell a story that um, if you muted it, it might not be as good, but comprehension would be the same. Right. So like the visuals are there, you as a, a viewer can understand visually completely through if you muted it. Nice. So um, these are constrictions that you put on yourself? Myself, yeah. Oh, that's great. So it was great. the first awesome. one, because um, I thought that's a, you know, visually it's going to support the story. Secondly, um, I wanted to do something that was one location. I kind of broke that a little bit, but... Yeah. Um, it's primarily one location, and that that the um, the constraint was very clear. Like, need the girl's number, um, and then any obstacle I throw, it just it's very simple, makes sense. Yeah. So with those, this story naturally emerged, and for me, I think I'm always more interested in just what's going to make a good story. Um, so many different genres are fun for me. I like playing in different genres as a director, as a writer. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you have a favorite? I, it's hard. I mean, this was really fun. I do like the little bit more dramatic, a little bit of a thriller. Like, I personally love watching thrillers. Yeah. yeah. Make my heart beat really fast, and, and you, like, hold me in that tense moment. So I, I, I would love to play in that genre some more. Awesome. Um, but I, feel, I find it all to be a good exercise in becoming a better storyteller. So yeah, for sure. we just were like, let's do something different that stretches us, that has some interesting parameters, and see how it grows me as a filmmaker. I love that, man, because I feel uh, like... That's the fun thing about short films. Like, they're just so, they're like, yeah. you know, you get them done. So mm -hmm. you can, like, why wouldn't you want to just, like, try different things and stuff? And yeah. that's great that you're expanding yourself as a yeah. filmmaker. Yeah. So, what we're, so you're on a street. So we have a technical question about sure. the. Uh, we heard there was a street. Yeah. There, it involved <laughs> cars and a street. Yeah. <laughs> Sponsored by Toyota. So, but, but not. Well, actually, yeah, what, actually, what's the, actually, actually what? like shutting no, down. No, no, no. <laughs> I was like, whoa. Well, I mean, the, the lead two cars are a Corolla and a Prius. Oh, nice. Ah. So there's a lot of Toyota cars in it, but not not on purpose. That's yeah. funny. Thank you for your support. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but what's the mechanics of for you know anybody out there who's a listener that is trying to do a shoot on a street 
we want people to be able to do things safely and legally. Sure. So what's the mechanics of shutting down a street like that so you can shoot? Uh, very, very difficult. So here's, so I came, I brought the script to Amanda Hyden, who is the producer and first AD on the project. We love Amanda. I love Amanda too. Who? Um, oh, yeah. don't even. <laughs> and um, I said, hey, here's, here's the story I want to make. You give it a read. What do you, tell me what you think. And, um, while still being encouraging, she, you know, like after finishing it, looked at me and was like, you know, you're, you're, I don't think we're going to be able to shut down the street. And that's kind of what your story is proposing. Um, maybe we can do it in a parking lot. And I, I, I couldn't really get past the fact that I didn't think that was going to work as well. Um, I'm familiar with what you can fake and what you can't. And I just was like, I don't think I can fake a true stop yeah. in a parking lot. So, um, in... I guess my is your question kind of what's the what does that involve to kind of let other filmmakers yeah, know? Like, yeah, yeah, like what's the mechanics? Because like I have been on a few super low budget things where uh-huh. where you know the the powers that be are just like just lock up the street you know without any permits yeah, yeah, or anything yeah, yeah. like that, yeah. and then the cops show up and sure. you know that's a thing. Okay, yeah. so uh, we went by the books um, in every way. So. Uh, there's obviously, so I'm going to leave things vague so people can enjoy the film and not know exactly what happens. Sure. But there are moments where cars move a little bit. There, there's, we're, there's tr- involved truly having a full, the reign of two blocks um, in downtown Edmond. So we went through the city council um, yeah. to do like an official ask. I think so, some form of, I don't know exactly what the, the department was called. But um, the Department of Transportation or something. Well, I contacted them, and there was issues with. I asked about Guthrie, but there's state highways there, so that uh, wasn't possible. Oh. You can't shut down a state highway. You got to shut down a local street. Yeah, go to the um, suburbs, Edmond. Y- yeah, but I also needed um, something with several stoplights back to back that could be made to look like a th- one-way three-lane, which is very specific. And so oh. down at oh man, downtown Edmond yeah. is what I needed. Um, went through the city, met with them, did an application. They reviewed my application. They said you can come. We'll, we'll hear you out. Come do that. They heard me out. Um, there's a great story. I'll tell save it for later at the Q and A. But uh, they were, and for they were great to talk to. Um, yeah. I'll save it for the Q and A. Um, but um, the they reviewed my application. They approved it. Um, and then I had to get an insurance policy to cover any potential damages to the city. Nice. Oh. Um, so m- just out of curiosity, like ballpark, how much does the insurance for something like that cost? Probably going to be your most expensive thing. Yeah. So we also had to play a policeman to be there mm-hmm. to, to like monitor the street. He was really great. Um, but I would expect <laughs> anyone who's wanting to do it, I would, I would advise you um, maybe get, take a guess at what you think it would cost and maybe double it. It's not going to... It, it also depends on other factors, like if cars are going to be moving or not. So, yeah. um, so you're going to have to get a bid, probably, to figure right. out what's going to be. Your parameters are going to change it. But, so it was, but it was the most expensive single cost of the film. Yeah. Huh. And that's the interesting red tape that, you know, whenever people want to do something, they're like, I've got a great idea. It's going to be very, very simple. It's just cars sitting yeah. on a street. Oh, and, simple. And they're, they're going to move two feet. And then you see the actual like legal red tape that you have to go through yeah and the thing is that you know one thing that we're trying to encourage people with is with like stuff like that you know that can be a safety issue yeah but you have to do that (laughs) i don't you know it's not a it's not a secret but i don't talk about it much i actually didn't sleep the whole night before the shoot oh Um, gosh i laid in bed awake uh like i I went to bed at like maybe 12 30 like we're trying to get a single prop figured out and I'll, I, oh yeah, it just haunts you. There's yeah. no sleeping. We finally got the prop done, and so I laid in bed. I think for probably it was like I think probably fell asleep at midnight, and we I was getting up at six a.m. So I laid there for six Jeez. hours, and like you know, you probably drift in and out, but I just couldn't really settle down. Yeah, because I was worried about 
Um, just, just several things that could go wrong. And, and, and the big thing was like, we'd spent a lot of, you know, time like, you know, saving up to do it and, and finding the right actors and getting schedules aligned. And I was like, if a car has a fender bender, like small, you know, yeah. we like just, you know, something happens with like bumping into the car in front of you. It's like, I don't, you know, I probably will shut down the production. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, totally. Oh, that's all it takes. Uh oh, we unplug you. Here, I got you. Stand by. There we go. Yeah, so I was like, you know, it will shut down the production, and uh, we were about halfway through it. Well, like a half day into it, yeah. and I was like, what scares me the most is like, if it, first someone getting hurt, and mm-hmm. so that would make me nervous. But then no one got hurt. But then beyond that, I was like, what if like everyone's time and money just doesn't amount to a film because of a traffic incident like that? So yeah, so those are my concerns. Whew. Yeah, that's um, the stuff you got to consider though. Yeah. So. Remind us one more time where we can see the short film tomorrow, because this will be going up Saturday uh, tonight. This will be going up late tonight, so by the time this goes up, okay. it'll have screened today. But tomorrow is another Oki short screening, which is happening when? Tomorrow is your last chance to watch the film, Sunday at 3.30 p.m. at Oki Shorts. Um, if it's at all like past years, the lines get really long, especially yep. on the last Oki Shorts. So anyone wanting to see it, I would encourage you to get there an hour before, um, and we'd love for you to come see it. And... Um, just as a, a note for everyone else, we'll, we're going to start going to different festivals and showing it off. And eventually, obviously, we'll have probably an online posting. Beautiful. But that'll be a little ways away. So, yeah. Oki Shorts will be your n- nearest time you can see it. That's awesome. awesome. Is there a place, that, is there a website or a Vimeo link or anything that people can see, you know, Rock, Paper, Scissors, Tempo, anything? Yes. Okay. So, two spots you might be interested in going to. Um, first of all, for the film, rockpaperscissorsmovie.com. Is going to take you to a spot where you can you know, give us your name and email, and that is just because there's a lot of people that last time we had a film didn't didn't get the information of what was happening with it. Mm-hmm. So if anyone's interested at all, like we're not interested in spamming or or blogging down your inbox, but if you're if you're open to two or three emails over the next couple of months to let you know yeah. where the film's going, awesome. please give us yep. your email. We'd love to just keep keep in touch. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at um, just Brian Laws, B R I A N L A W E S. And it's going to be the same spelling to go to my Vimeo, brianlaws.co. We'll just kick you right to the Vimeo, and you can watch the trailer for Tempo. Awesome. And sorry, I'm too much promotion, but Tempo. you're good. We're going to release Tempo probably a couple weeks after this festival. Sweet. Online. The online. And I'll tell you what, man. Tempo was really freaking good. That was my favorite short from last year. Thank you. Easily. That was a blast. So many people went into that, but that was... It was yeah. amazing to see that happen. So. Well, I'm excited to see the re- the full range of what you got well, you thank know, you. with uh, Rock, Paper, Scissors coming up. So come out t- uh, tomorrow at 3.30. Okie Shorts. Thanks, man. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so we are here. Uh, we're in the audience space of the An Evening with Alfred Woodard. Yes, we are. And so this is basically like a Q&A. I actually didn't know what we were walking in on. <laughs> Did you? I mean, I had a... The, the chairs down below really tell us what's going to happen. They have some nice water next to it. Right. Like, they're going to talk. I think it's kind of like inside the, uh, the, uh, yes, inside inside the, the actor studio. studio. Yeah. Dreams but with Alfred, Wo- yeah, Alfred Woodard. She has been in, she's Everything. in Empire. Yeah. She's in Star Trek, Contact, mm-hmm. First Contact. Yes. She's in, oh, she won a SAG Award. Yeah. She won an Emmy. And since then, her Emmys have been LA one Law. for L.A. Law, SAG Awards. She's an awesome, super well-respected actress. You can't just copy everything he says. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing, Lauren. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna watch this interview with Alfred Woodard, uh, and then we're gonna report back. We'll give you the full review. 
the full review of the interview the full, full review of yeah. Alfrey Woodard. Yes. Okay. All right. All right, here we and go. We're out. So we're in the Museum of Art uh, kind of cafe bar top. It is the cafe, and we are yeah. at the bar top. We just, we, we just got to watch Alfrey Woodard talk for about an hour and a half yeah. in a really, really nice interview and everything. We had the, you had the choice of <laughs> afterwards, do you want to go get a picture with Alfrey Woodard yeah. or do you want to get some coffee? And I'm sad to say that I chose coffee. <laughs> um, <laughs> because a picture with a celebrity is I just mean, a dime a dozen. I mean, she's talented, and especially with like the Lion King coming out, like I got a little nerd like in me. I was really <laughs> excited, but I was like, oh, but I'm going to need that coffee. Going to need that coffee. So Because the night has just begun. But I'm going to need this. So, yeah. you know, we make our choices and we move on. So I'm excited. We're also going to get some cheesecake yeah. at the uh, Museum of Art where we're about to have the Oki Short screening. Yes. But real to, I like. I want to talk a little bit about some of the stuff that she, she talked about in her uh, interview. It was really kind of cool. What? We, we got, got a candy. What is this? Okay, it comes well with rock come here, candy. You get rock candy with your With your latte. Lattes. What? That's amazing. I need to always, This is the only place I'm going to have coffee from now on. So, you know. <laughs> so, you know. Is it weird that whenever I see rock candy, I can't help but see Breaking Bad meth? We all see different things. I still see joy in childhood, but yeah. you see what you see. I see pain in a life of crime. Yeah. Well, either way, it's either way. sweet. Either way, we'll take it. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So I thought one of the cool things that she was talking about was uh, this really stood out to me. Uh, Alfrey mentioned at one point we got on the topic of women. Yes. Which is which is a hot, hot topic right now. It is. Rightly and, so. Uh, rightly so, for sure. But I thought that she made a really interesting point, which was that basically women, like, everybody's big on having women directors. Yes. And all this kind of stuff. And she mentioned that women shouldn't just be the trend of the week. Yes. Exactly. And I'm curious how you felt. What, what were your thoughts on that? Oh, 100%. Like, whenever you hear, like, oh, this special thing only has, you know, all female writers or all female directors, you're like, um, okay, well, it, that should be... That, you why, know, that, why, yeah, like, why should that be a thing? Exactly. Now it should just be... It should be just they're human and we have equal yeah. opportunity and we're doing it just just as much as you. And I just thought it was interesting good. that she pointed out that like the, the studios jump on that bandwagon. Yes. That and she acknowledged it's like that. Good, good PR move yeah. versus the opportunity and the, and the letting them grow as artists and not just this one little checkbox of yes, they did yeah. it. Yes, they filled our quota. Exactly. Yeah. Because exactly. that's what's been, I, 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 I haven't been able to verbalize why that kind of bugged me. And then she totally <laughs> verbalized it for me perfectly. And I was like, thank you, Alfred Woodard. Classic artist, um, actress. Yeah. Yeah. Able to tell a story and put words that you weren't able to express. Yep. Yeah. But now I can because I'm copying her mouth <laughs> sounds. <laughs> her lovely, lovely. Her, her mouth line. sounds. <laughs> so... So what was something that you took away from it that was really cool? I mean, just first, I love how she really explained her methods, and she truly is an artist, um, and I love how she approaches all the different roles, and um, she really is all over the place, which is amazing and profound. I got some really awesome quotes yeah. that were just kind of made me laugh. Like such she, as? Such, such as. Um, she was talking about Betty White and how she still has that light in her. And then my favorite quote was, you know, you never lose that millennial in you. And that stood out to me. 
Why? Why was that? Uh, I don't know. Maybe the millennial part. <laughs> I liked it though. I was like, yeah, we could. I'm totally gonna use that. You like never when someone lose gets the millennial in yeah, you. Whenever anyone gets sassy towards millennials, and you know, like I'm the borderline age. Like, yes, like, technically I'm in the zone for millennial, but like yeah. whatever. But if I ever do, and someone puts them down, I'm gonna bring that quote out. Like, listen. I'm not going to lose the light in me, and yeah. I'm never going to lose the millennial in Hide me. Hide the millennial under a bushel, bushel no. I'm going <laughs> to no. try that again. <laughs> Hide the millennial under a bushel, no. No. Yeah, I'm going to let that millennial shine. shine. Let it, and let it shine. Let it shine. <laughs> let it shine. <laughs> yeah. As the song goes. Yeah. <laughs> she also got me really excited for the Lion King coming up. Oh, freaking totally, dude. Uh. I'm excited about that. And I'm a little protective of The Lion King because that movie well, has you know a special what? place you know in my what, heart Brian? hole. Um, the Jungle Book did the same for me, but I love the stop action. So you need to get on the stop action train and watch it because I'm a huge fan of it. And I and I have faith in it. And I think I so hope. far the track record is going well. I hope. I'm just saying. Haters going to hate. But, you know, don't lose the light of hope of the millennial in, in you. <laughs> <laughs> it's just going to be the theme for it's the rest of this episode. It's just something about lights and millennials. So, lights and millennials shining brightly. Yeah. Okay, this was one thing that really, that I thought was interesting. Because, like, I deal with actors all the time. Uh, I don't really deal with a whole lot of celebrity actors. And I really thought she it was did. very interesting mm-hmm. hearing her say, and this is a woman who's been in 12 Years a Slave and uh, there's Firecracker Firecracker and Empire and Captain America Civil War she's an actress she's She's a real artist yes but genuinely she really is an artist and then one thing that she said is that there are there are actors and then there are celebrities and then she was like and celebrities are not actors interesting I agree. <laughs> well, I just think that's I just think yeah. that's an interesting perspective yeah. to hear from somebody like she if you saw her face you'd know who she was, but if you heard her name you probably wouldn't know who she was. Yeah. But she is she really is an artist, she yeah. really is an actress. She's but she is like not an a celebrity for the actresses or the, an actress for the directors, you know like yeah. and she touched upon that and I don't think she was bragging so much as stating a truth yeah. that there's a reason why people like to work with her because they're also artists and they're also truly in their craft um, and I liked it and I yeah. also like how this is when she went against the millennials I think whenever she was I saying, couldn't figure out her position on the millennials she went a little back and forth but <laughs> then she pointed out how like they'll be like oh I don't know like a medical show and there'll be a celebrity, not an actress, who's like, um, I don't think my character would say it like this. And she's like, are you a surgeon? No, just say the actual medical yeah. term because that's actually what they would say. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's so. I think that's really interesting. There was a lot of things that she said that were really interesting to me because of the fact that, you know, in Oklahoma, one of the things that I, as a sound guy, get to deal with a lot is, is beginning actors. Not young actors, but beginning yeah. actors. And it seems like a lot of beginning actors love to go off script. They love to make like it. Their make own. it they, well, first of all, they love to overthink it. Yeah. And they love to like, I feel like my character has a background where he overcame childhood obesity and, you know, like sold newspapers on the street for like five years. Me being the character of reporter number two. Yeah. 
<laughs> and you know what? That may that may be true. Sure, but, but right now I need we you just to just need you to say your two lines, <laughs> and in the way that your reporter character, you know, the urgency in that moment that they would feel. You but could, I, but uh, I feel like my character as reporter number two who overcame childhood of obesity. I I just feel like I would move like this. You know what? If you need, <laughs> and I think I think I would have like a tick. I think I would have a tick as I said the line. I think I'd be like, but is the evidence truly? Is that good? Is that, should I do it like that? While you have your own magical, wonderful ideas, maybe we'll just go with what's in the script this time. I see what you're saying, and I respect what you're trying to say. I don't know why I'm doing this voice. Yeah, now we're just full characters. <laughs> I'm the director, and you're the actor that I hate. Go on. Oh. <laughs> and you're fired. Uh, and that was the other point she points out is um, if it's written on the script... Yeah, and the actors don't stick to that script, then you can find other actors. Unless, yeah, you can always course, hire a different actor. And there are different vibes, and there's different settings, and there's different types of films, and there are some where it's like we have a general map, a general story, and you do have the freedom to kind of freelance. No, that's not the word. Free to freelance. To freelance your words <laughs> yeah. of saying things on film. Yeah, I'm gonna get a bit on my script. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sticking with it. I went for freelance. That's what I'm going to yeah, say. Yeah, that's what you're sticking with. Yeah. Let your millennial shine. Let my <laughs> inner millennial shine. So now we're standing. Oh, well, we're not standing. We're, we're actually, standing. we're being, we are totally milking our privileges right now because we're sitting at the bar having a nice the latte. We're going to have some cheesecake. <laughs> we're just milking the have crap out of it. Have we actually ordered the cheesecake yet, Brian? I don't think we have. We got distracted by the candy. But uh, we have two friends that have gone out to the line to get their tickets, and they're, then they're going to hold our space for us so that we can go out and get our tickets. That's how the real people do it. That's how, you know, that's how the peasantry does it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so... I'm excited to see some Okie shorts. I am so excited. It's about it's freaking time. Rock, paper, scissors. The uh, office case. The office case. There's so many others. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty excited. It's going to be a good time. I'm very excited. All right. So we'll, uh, we'll report back after we watch some Okie shorts. Ciao. All right. So we just got out of the Okie shorts, and we're here with one of the filmmakers of A Clockwork Banana which is, it was so freaking great. But this is Vinny Hogan, and you're not a stranger to the Oki Show Show, actually. You've been on a couple times. Yeah, at Dead Center 2016 after uh, Electric Nostalgia premiered. That's right. Okay. So, okay, so Lauren. Yes. I want both of y'all's thoughts on just, like, the overall, all of the freaking Oki shorts. Holy crap. Yeah. I think it was awesome, personally. Yeah. Um, I think there are so many different types of films, and I think the pacing was really great. What do you think? I agree. It was really eclectic, and that's and, such um, a better way of saying what I said. Yeah, but no, <laughs> but it was really eclectic, and and both in the tone and the uh, energy, and and yeah, it was interesting. There was, I mean, as cliche as it sounds, I literally cried and laughed almost. I agree. As much as one as the other. Oh yeah. I was so I was so amazed by you know, because like Vinny, you and I have been coming to Dead Center for probably since twenty twelve, I would say. Is that about right? Yes. <laughs> two thousand and seven, I think. Oh for real? Okay, so you've been coming here longer. So you've been able to really see the progression of quality of these movies. And every single time the Oki Shorts comes around every year, it just keeps getting better and better and better, like ugh. It's awesome. Like, what was your what was your favorite? You can't say your own. Besides, besides your own. Besides your own. 
And you can't say the office case because that'd be pandering. No, 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 no. Well, I will say the office case anyways. That was hilarious. That was so funny. It was like a joke every like 10 seconds. It was awesome. And when I saw that there was like a team of writers, there was like a few core writers and there was like a team of writers, it kind of made sense because I think I would assert or assume the lead writers, if you will, kind of wrangled all the best ideas from this team because it was just hilarious. So, so yeah, that was really funny. I thought Rock, Paper, Scissors was really clever oh as well. Oh, my goodness. That was really I'm so, clever. Yes, that was amazing. I was looking forward to it, and it did not disappoint. It was and just it was, the perfect way to end the night. Oh, it was the perfect one to end. I Absolutely. agree. Absolutely. And the thing that really blows me away is just, like, everything was so technically sound. And, like, not only was everything technically sound, but there was even room for a little bit of experimentation in art movies in there that don't follow the typical rules and all like, of the films. Yeah, yeah, and that was I think that was part of the, the like diversity and e- eclecticness was some of the films were much more tone poems or just explorations like you were saying kind of non-traditional and then others were much more traditional. Yeah, which which I think for a 2-hour shorts program that's really refreshing and enjoyable. Agreed. Super super diverse. And, I, and you know and I I bring up kind of like breaking the rules as kind of a segue into A Clockwork Banana which was your film which because was like awesome. it was freaking hilarious <laughs> but for, like d- for somebody who hasn't seen it yet describe what they're looking at a demented reading rainbow episode <laughs> and I did it <laughs> a- about a banana who wants to find fame and fortune before his peel deteriorates before he turns it's brown a, and it's dies it's a little dark Hey. But um, no, it was amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Because yeah. I didn't know that it was you. And so whenever it started out, I saw that it was, it was all drawings. It's all still drawings that are just cut together in a sequence with a voiceover happening over it. So it, when it first started, I was like, where? I wonder, is the, are the, is the picture going to start being animated? Like, I didn't know anything about it. And then the story keeps progressing. And it was it, like, you're, you're hitting all the freaking beats and like you I was telling you in there like you brought and you gave an audience an emotional connection to a freaking piece of fruit yes that doesn't move just a kid's drawing basically thank you thank you well the the writer did a great job of pacing the story from when I first heard it and um, and then um, yeah, my goal was just to make it that even if you didn't think it was funny, it would be so sharp and fast that and the story would move at such a great pace that even if you didn't find it was funny, you'd find it interesting. Yeah. So where do you have a website or anything that people can look for the short and maybe find it? And I'm sure it's not. Well, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So uh, the the best place to see stuff that I'm a part of is. PlanetThunderFilms.com. PlanetThunderFilms.com. Okay, and then they can. We can also find the Homecoming trilogy on there too, because Planet Thunder just had their fingers in all sorts of yeah pots. involved in a lot of stuff. And yeah, we're actually developing a feature film right now that is we're going to shoot later this year. It's a horror time travel film called Shifter. Ooh, oh snap! And we're definitely going to have you guys on later on to talk about that because I know when are you guys going to be starting your fundraising for that? This summer. This summer, okay. So, and, and probably, if not next month, then the one after that? Very soon. Okay, cool. All right, so guys, tomorrow, well, if you're listening to this on Sunday, then today is the last day for you to come to Dead Center Film Festival. If you missed out 
on uh, you people. You can come and see it at uh, Harkins Theater at 6 o'clock. If you have not gotten to see the Oki Shorts, you can come again tomorrow at Harkins Theater at three uh, thirty. We're just doing the opposite of how time yeah, works. Yeah, I'm, so I'm going if you, you backwards. Go Oki Mediums at one. <laughs> yeah. Also at Harkins. Right. If you could time travel back. Cunning Edge Shorts at three fifteen. We're just bouncing all over the place. Basically, check out deadcenterfilm.org and you can find uh, everything that's still showing. But this is it. This, this is, is this is coming up on the last step day. Step it up, get step, here, see step some Step it stuff, up, folks. Step it up. And tomorrow, you can look forward to an interview with one of the uh, Dead Center icons. We're going to have Kim Voynar on. She's kind of a, an innovative filmmaker that's kind of diving into the VR world. So we're going we're to be talking about that. Hopefully, we're going to be talking to Adam Hampton from the Jurassic Games and uh, maybe the Burns Brothers. We don't know. It's on for the billionth time. <laughs> Just, you know, honorary members of Oki yeah. Show Show. Anyway. Why not? Yeah. So, Vinny Hogan, thank you yes, so much. Thank you. For, for, for sharing with us your story of your banana. <laughs> My pleasure. It had to come out. <laughs> That's a good way to end. Yeah. So, well, till tomorrow. Till tomorrow. Bye. 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 Bye.